Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Above the Bar podcast, where each week we belly up to the bar with a new guest, find out what they do, who they are, and what makes them great. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Alrighty, folks, welcome back to the Above the Bar podcast. It's your host, Sean. We're bellied up to the bar. As you can tell, the people that are at the bar are actually at the bar today. Looks all kinds of weird and shit. We haven't done this in a while. We haven't had somebody come out live with us. So we just recorded what will hopefully be one of many future episodes of the Above the Bar podcast barbecue and booze series. We'll get some people come out. We'll do some different barbecue foods from different areas, try some different liquors and kind of hang out and figure out what everybody's doing. So why not do that with the group that came out, the first person that was on our distilling series, came out and talked to us. We brought back with us Jesse, and he brought back with him another bearded wonder like myself to come out, you know, the Greek goddess, the the thunder from down under, you know, Brought him, brought him out. We were, we've already been talking beard oils and, and lotions and back rubs and all kinds of stuff has already been happening here. So got to welcome Jesse and Evan from New Scotland Spirits. What's up, gents? Hey. Thank you for having us, buddy. <laughs> yeah, so the first thing I probably should say is uh, thank you for having us back. That's obviously a good indication that we did something right. I think it was like 15 months ago. It's been been a while. Yeah, so, so the last time we were here, it was uh, – it was me along with Patrick Carey, who is one of the other owners. He's he's actually a, a big part of I think what spearheaded this whole enterprise and ambition. It was in uh, just after New Year, the New Year in 2016, that he kind of developed this 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 idea, this inspiration for you know let's let's get into the craft beverage world. And it wasn't something that I even really knew anything about. And next thing I know, talking to Pat, we started first looking at, you know, did we want to do a brewery perhaps? And then the idea just fell in our laps because we come from New Scotland. And in fact, Evan Dimitriotis, one of the other owners of the company. Uh, it's a good know, Polish name. Very, very good <laughs> Polish name. Yeah, thank you. yeah so he's, yeah, I, I know Evan since the first day of kindergarten. We're all a bunch of New Scots from New Scotland. And we figured you know what? We've got this name. What is what is Scotland known for? And obviously, that brought us to Scotch, which brought us to whiskey. After a couple lawsuits where we were on the wrong side of the attention of the well, we'll, of let, Scotland, let's get it. Let's get into that piece in a minute here. I know you're right. If, if y'all can't tell, Jesse was in the army for a while, and they didn't let him talk. <laughs> so they finally got his first opportunity to have, communicate with other adults. So we're gonna get him. We've already got Trevor's jumping on from. Uh, our folks at DCD Collects, uh, Trevor's amazing. They've got some great stuff coming up. Let's get real quick into it. Let's get some house cleaning done. Bar's going to open up. We got sticker and a cause. If you've got something that you're supporting, whether you've got your own distillery, your own spirits company, a podcast, a charitable organization, whatever it is, reach out to me on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, LinkedIn, even our emails, all the above the bar podcast. And you mentioned to me, hey, I want to get my sticker up there. You send it out to me. I'll put it up on the big board. We'll read about it live on air so other people can hear about it and other people can support what you're doing also. That's the only way we grow the bars if we support each other. Also, if your media feels like it might be a cheap well drink, you might want to reach out to media by dibs. Reach out to dibs and mention to him, belly up to the bar. He's going to give you a 10% discount on your first media order and a free consultation. 
Media by Dibs on Facebook, Media by Dibs on Instagram. And if you look for him on LinkedIn, it's under Andrew Dibble. All right. Now, Jesse, now the bar's open. Bar's open. He's passing out free drinks before things happen. <laughs> um, he's and it's so funny because like he's the only person I've ever had like hold the mic right there. Like, let me hold this thing. Yeah. You know, everybody else is normally like, ah, it's fucking, you know, we're good. He's the first one to actually ever hold the mic like that. I was born with this thing. Is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, let's see here. If anybody's out there can hear, because I'm always worried about the audio on these things on the first couple of times, how the audio is sounding. So if anybody can tell me how the audio sounds out there, I greatly appreciate that. All right. Here's well, Trevor. He's coming in clear because he's holding it two seconds from his mouth. But <laughs> everybody else is a little, it's a little. I'm just trying to check it out here. So give me some. So let's get into this whole piece, Jesse. For those that didn't hear you 15 months ago, what is the birth of the entire New Scotland spirit? Yeah, I mean, with the end of the day, it's 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 about celebrating our community because our community is the it's the anchor or maybe the, the center of this universe around which we're all orbiting. You know, so as I said, I've known Evan since the first day of kindergarten and we were on a bus route that took us past Lime Kiln Farm and Lime Kiln Farm is the fields from which we source all the corn, the wheat, the rye that we distill into our Helderberg whiskey uh, series. Um, our barley, which goes into Helderberg single malt, that actually comes from this renowned farm known as Indian Ladder Farms. It's mm -hmm. an orchard. I'm sure you all been there. Mm -hmm. They've had some difficulty growing barley because climate's changing. Everything's so wet in upstate New York. But oddly enough, if we can't get Indian Ladder Farm to get more barley for us, since otherwise this 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 thing right here may be the last time that we we uh, we produce this single malt. It looks like as of just this year, our friends on bus route six <laughs> at Lime Kiln Farm, they've got lime underneath their soils. They may be one of the only farms in New Scotland, if not all of upstate New York, that can grow barley. And that's what our fingers are crossed for. So now is that a big part of grow like so I've I've never grown barley. So is that a big part of growing barley is the lime in the soil? What in, in the in the context of what you're trying to do is get water out of the soil. Okay. It filters it, right? Like we're you know, Evan and I aren't farmers. That's why on our bus route there was Randy Miller. And yep. Randy <laughs> Randy ended up marrying Rebecca Miller, who's yep. been a huge part Hold of Hold on a second. His last name was Miller and her last name was Miller. Well, it's after they married. She's previously okay. Smolin. Okay, I was Boriesville man, but that's not how it really went. I, I I was concerned there for a minute. I was like, hmm, was that? Are we got like an Uncle Dad situation no, going no, on? No, no, no. Her uh, her last name was Smolin. Correct. That's right. Yeah. yeah. What well, the hell was your graduating class? Eighty-six people. I, yeah, eighty-six. Mm -hmm. I think I've had gym classes bigger than that. Probably. Probably. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, the crazy thing is that we're not all sick of one another. Like literally, it's, yeah, we all get along it's six of yeah. us. It's six of us from back in the day that yeah. came together to distill spirits from grains grown in the same fields we used to have the keggers on. Yes. Yeah. It's almost 10% of your class. You realize yeah. that, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> we got it. We got it. I mean, that, I'm just realizing that as you yeah. said those numbers, I was like, wait a sec. That's like 8% of their graduating class yeah. is now in a, working together in a distillery. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you yeah, got to see yeah. the, the the way the way the town has rallied to receive us. I mean, that's awesome. This yeah. this whisk yeah. these whiskeys have been aging for five years. Mm -hmm. Four different brands aging for five years. We started selling them three weeks ago. 
you should you should see the way that New Scotland rolled the red carpet out for us. Yeah, I mean, been pretty open. Voorheesville liquor stores got us right now in these mm-hmm. beautiful display cases. We're at Indian Ladder Farms. We're right if you expand out a little bit. We're at the Slingerlands Wine. Uh, what is that? Fine Wines. Yep. Uh, right in the Price Chopper Plaza. We're in Albany now. I just want you to know how that all sounds. What? See, this is so upstate and mm-hmm. moving here. Slingerland's Fine Wines next to Price Chopper. Yep. Make sure you pop on into Slingerland's Fine Wines right next to the Price Chopper Plaza. Yep. I mean, that's... I don't know what you're saying, Sean. Oh, that's, I'm saying the it. The best gourmet food is going to be at Price Chopper, and I'm not even sponsored to say that. Look, I used to tell people where I grew up in Baltimore in the town called Dundalk, you always knew the sound of a good wine by the crack of the cap. <laughs> what Boone's Farm? Yeah, look, Strawberry Fields. Don't. Yeah. The, what was the Apple one? What was the Apple one? I don't remember. There's no broken, like that. Strawberry was like the the, yeah, hit, the Strawberry Fields. Like yeah. for every every 13 year old that needed to steal a bottle somewhere, it was always about the Strawberry Fields. <laughs> Here's the thing you got to understand when it comes to, and we're going to taste these if you don't mind. When it comes, oh, to I whiskey, don't mind whiskey, handcrafted whiskey, small batch craft whiskey. It comes, the best of it comes from these small backwater towns. Absolutely. Straight up, where yep. people actually give a shit about the product they're putting out. This isn't mass produced by design. Nope. Someone came to us with an order and said 200,000 bottles tomorrow. We'd be like, can't, bro. Impossible. We don't have the fieldage for yep. it. Right? That's, that's, so for us, the fact that this is one, our objective is to make sure that everyone in New Scotland, every New Scot that wants a bottle is going to be able to get it. And then after that, you're going to have to fight tooth and nail with some of our very friends and family to get your hands on a bottle. And we like it like that. You know, we're, we, we, we actually care about the product that we're putting out and you're going to taste it. Yeah. You'll see it. Now, what's your part in all this, Evan? I, I, I mean, you are the face of the organization and ruggedly handsome and Thank you. all those things. I try. I try. Um, well, Jesse, Jesse and I, we were brought in or he brought me in. What was it? Years ago, man. At this point, the first time the first time we talked about it was probably a half a decade ago. But as recently as just this year, you've been heading up. But getting, sales yeah, but, yeah, but getting things going like officially, like where I'm at right now, sales and all. I would say, uh, yeah, just earlier this year, um, it's going quite well actually. Um, you know, he had mentioned Slingerlands. He had mentioned the Voorheesville liquor store. Uh, we're also in Albany. We've got our stuff up over at Colton Wine. Um, those displays he had mentioned, I had found a close friend of mine from Morrisville, another Blackbird, uh, Ryan Lombardo. <laughs> uh, Ryan Lombardo from Morrisville, he is, um, he's the one who's fashioning those displays. Um, I don't know if we can get something, a link to yeah, if, those. Yeah, if you send me, send me, so what we'll do is we'll put a link in the bottom of the show des- uh, description. You have got to see this guy's work. I mean, it's phenomenal. It's it's it it's weirdly good and and in fact I'm sure he's gonna I'm sure he's gonna hear this so let's not gas him up too much because <laughs> next thing we know we won't be able to afford him I mean you wait you're gonna look at this you're gonna realize like well I saw one it was it like a boat or something like that who was the one I saw that you guys had on uh, Facebook and again folks if you go on Facebook and you look up New New Scotland Spirits they'll pop up on Facebook uh, Instagram. There was one. It was like a very large display. I guess I feel like it looked like a boat. Oh, well, that's the half barrel display. Okay, okay that's what it was. It was a half okay. barrel. I was like, did we have him make a boat? <laughs> um, no, it's he's basically taking our our 
whiskey barrels and he's cutting them in half and fashioning them with these shelves and making them to half displays and they are absolutely gorgeous you know what to that end i want to show you in fact evan i didn't even i didn't even show you this this just goes to show is this is classic evidence of what it means to be a new scott involved in this thing so i text this guy and I, I love the fact that you you refer to it that way like it's not like hey you know our our neighborhood and it's just being referred to as our neighborhood got behind us you refer to yourselves as new scots yeah we are new scots. like that Absolutely. but it, it's interesting like well you could say hey i live in albany county i could live in this that and the other but you refer to yourself as a new scott oh i'm gonna tell you straight up i mean listen i served my country i did a decade in the army roger i would say i'm a new scott first i was happy to serve america i was obviously you know like it was it was about this is a collective effort for the country but if you don't know your own community, if that's not how you're defining yourself first and foremost, what the fuck are you doing in the army? What are you doing trying to be an American if you don't even know what it means to be, in our case, a new sky? Like we came back, I came back, and it just goes to show, look at how people care about us. Case in point, and guy, I, I feel Ryan, you do not deserve the degree of love you're giving me right now. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, not this. paying you anymore. So uh, yo, I said there's no air. Sorry, I send, Ryan. I send, I, send him, I, send, I send Ryan, by the way, who is making these beautiful things. I mean, Murph, check this out real quick. So let's take a look at this. Oh, yeah, that's that's what I was talking about. So that's the, the half barrel uh, for those that are watching the live. They're physically like somebody took the front end of one of the barrels, cut it off, uh, etched into it, New Scotland spirits. The displays are beautiful. And it's also got like a wrought iron with the... Uh, the exposed bolts and everything. And yeah. it's a beautiful display. So get this. So, you know, this is the cornerstone of our marketing campaign because at the end of the day, Evan sourced this guy, found him. I remember him from when he was a kid. He was a few years younger, mm -hmm. younger than us than when we were in school. And I write him and I go, uh, keep cranking him out. You so clutch. And he writes back. Thanks, buddy. Thank you for the opportunity. He's doing us this remarkable favor, giving us this beautiful handcrafted art. And he's thanking us for the opportunity. I mean, that to me, when I read that, I was just like, yeah. this just goes to show why Randy and Rebecca are giving us their grain from Lime Kiln Farm. Why Diedrich down at Indian Ladder Farms is giving us his grain. Why Ryan is making this handcrafted stuff. Why John Berkowitz comes in with some cash. Why Guastella is letting us use his barn to throw all of our, our, uh, our product in. Like, well, I love the fact that everybody involved in this has a name. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, well, we reached out to such and such major giant company and they're holding on to this. And you're you're trying to recognize this giant corporation for doing their part. It's your neighbors. It's your friends. It's people you grew up with. It's, well, I went and played football with this one's little brother who played, you know, with my younger sister and whatever. <laughs> when, you know, when Pat, when Pat, Pat's the one that, that really started the conversation with Berkowitz. But the funny thing is, you know, I know John since Serendipity Nursery School. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, when I, oh, I remember that place, like, I'll put it this way. I've been we you know, when we when we talk about how we aged this whiskey for five years, that's a drop in the bucket when you're talking about knowing people for three and a half decades. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you also mentioned and I've, we were talking earlier about this great documentary called Neat and they make a comment in it by this for most distillers. By the time you make your second batch um of really like your second batch what was it your second batch comes fully to birth you may never get to taste your third one okay. because you're making it for somebody else 
because most likely at that point, it's 21 years down the road, depending upon when you became a master distiller. You know, you may never get a chance to try. Have you given that like as you're putting these together, knowing information like that, how does that affect how you put something like this together? I mean, I'd say I'd say I try to try to keep that from happening. I'd like to taste everything that we make before it gets into the bottle. Yeah, it just means out. we we got we got to stay alive. Yeah, that's yeah. a long that's a long. I mean, you could pickle yourself. Yeah. I mean, that's that's an option. I'm thinking about freezing myself. I'm talking to Walt Disney's people right now. <laughs> that's that's where that's worth the conversation. Yeah, you know, we're seeing, we're seeing that the, other, the other piece is, and I think this is notable, is that our model is very different because we are all about. I mean, literally, Evan was my closest friend. If you look at physically, we would shout to each other from, remember that, when waiting for the bus? Like, yeah. it, we'd be shouting to each other down, what, we're like quarter, three, you know, 0.3 miles away. Yep. And pretending like we understood each other. Exactly. Yeah. And the funny yeah, thing yeah, was, yeah, 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 yeah. That's how it went. That, that experience is at the cornerstone of what we're celebrating. So for us, it's not about the distilling. It's about the grain. We've outsourced every aspect of this. We source the grain. We source distillers, other other partners and compatriots. We have them distill for us. Then we age it with, in fact, John Curtin, another new Scott who runs Albany Distilling Company. And then we bring it down. Oh, John was from, because John's been on. I didn't know he was from New Scotland also. New Scott now, right? He's originally from, I want to say Bethlehem. I think he lives on Swift Road now. Yeah, he's, he's a new Scott now. That's funny. He's ours. Yeah. And uh, you belong to us now. That's right. You're mine. Yeah, right. That's right. And uh, and we so you the know, robes. all those. Pieces. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're already getting some comments. Uh, Denise Southward, she lives out in Lebanon, New York. She was just mentioned how they've got a, a great distillery out there. Loves small small town bourbons and scotches, uh, and she wants to try your guys' stuff. And she's out. That's actually. Our sponsor Dibs, that's Dibs mom. She okay. actually won her, she won our last giveaway. Okay. She got like a sweatshirt, one of these shirts that I'm wearing right now, uh, a punk is a doornail album, a drumstick from from the band. Uh, I don't know if you guys can see it hanging. Can you see the dragon hanging? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's handmade from Chris uh Hensworth, who won a season seven Forged and Fire champion. He made two of those for me. Cool, and man. she won that. She like won like all this stuff, and I'm like. That's damn Dib's mom. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know somebody's out there going, like, the fix was in. Right. I was going to say. Was the, like, fix okay, was, the fix was <laughs> in. But so so let's talk a little bit about what we've got here to, to drink as I'm fixing my chair. Because my, I got to buy new chairs. Fucking thing keeps oh, falling apart. Comfy. They're comfy, but mine, like, I think the, the gas in mine is done or I've become a pure fat ass and, and don't realize it. And it's like, as I'm sitting here, it's just like. Slowly, just slowly uh, sliding down. All right, before we do that, bourbon, Evan, hand me the uh, hand me the one away, and I'll tell yeah. you. I'll tell you. This is what I'm thinking. So, first of all, to everybody who's watching, uh, NS, we wax seal this, and straight up. Now, why the wax seal? We wanted to pay homage to a brand that we believe Williams Williams grandson has absolutely detonated. Okay, and I'll tell you. So I'll say straight up, Hudson whiskey was like a big part of our inspiration. All right, that's Tuttletown Spirits. And their baby bourbon was something else. It was something else, man. Baby bourbon. What? They had they had a baby bourbon. It was the first so product good. of theirs that I had ever That seen. was just the, the name of it was baby the, bourbon. The Hudson baby bourbon. Yo, okay. Dude, they, 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 they tried their corn whiskey. It's that like clear whiskey. No. Mm -hmm. they, they wrote the book on it. Dude. Yeah. 
No, I never tried it. But that baby bourbon was something else. Like, I, I really, really, really done that. They were the first distillery in New York since Prohibition. And they did it right. And they brought these little chubby apothecary bottles out. And they wax sealed it. Mm -hmm. And then they got bought for an astronomical sum by Williams Grant and Sons. And they tried to make their marketing all sleek and sexy. And so they walked away from this. We decided to pick it up because for us, nothing symbolizes authenticity like their color straight up, you know, imitation, the highest form of flattery. Mm -hmm. And so what we did, our little, our little uh, enhancement was that we stamped it with the NS logo on the top. And we didn't put a pull tab in there because made people work for this. Cause you wanted somebody to stat. Cause you wanted someone to, See, as I'm watching you right now, have you ever seen the movie Ernest Goes to Camp? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember when he's sharpening the knife? <laughs> you bring the knife along the stone and down at this angle through the meat of the hand. Is that a rabbit over there? And then he screams. That's all I can see right now is any minute. You know, he's had more practice. If as I a Marine, would you like me to teach you how to use that knife? We're really good with it. <laughs> Keep the wax seal away. I don't want to have to chew on anything. <laughs> So what we did is, and, and we're asking, because in responding to all the people that have been asking for it, yeah, we got these branded knives that people like whenever we're at our farmer's markets. Oh, branded knives, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're dope. Yeah, they're pretty cool. They're great. Uh, and you, I'll give you credit for that, too. That was, that was, that was, uh, that was your brainchild. <laughs> yep. You're going to need them. So this right here is our 100% wheat whiskey. Okay, what that means is that this is only single grain. It's wheat. Mm -hmm. All right. And the cool thing about wheat is that as a grain, it's not overpowering one way or another. Okay, that grain is going to let you extract the flavor of the barrel. At the end of the day, that's what whiskey is. Primarily, I can taste the grain. I can taste the difference between different types of whiskeys. But a lot of what informs the, the flavor is the way the barrel interacts with the spirit. So when you throw alcohol in a barrel depending on what your char is, if you've charred, you burnt the inside of that barrel, you're breaking down that organic material from its starches to your sugars, you're going to start getting that sweetness that over the course of half a decade, your alcohol picks up. And so, in fact... And it's funny, and as you're pouring that, I want to mention something. I guess I recently heard that really most whiskey was always clear until they started shipping cross-country like you would bring a bear. It was almost like our, our, our containers today. We think about shipping containers. You might have shipped that thing across country with fish in it to Kentucky, but they wanted the bourbon from Kentucky. So they would take the barrel, physically burn the inside of it to get the fish smell out of it and that flavoring and then fill it with the whiskey and ship it back. And when it got back to the East Coast because of the length of the trip, well, now it had changed color. It's a little clearer when it goes in. That's right? exactly yeah. right. I yeah. mean, that's the funny thing. Yeah. That all whiskey is clear yeah. when it comes off the still. Yeah. The issue is that, to your point, no one really knows what the origin of where that convention of burning your barrels comes from. That's certainly one way. There, there's I, been, I, there's I, been I just, different I stories. I just told you the story. That's, I mean, that's... That's, that's it. That's, that's it. That's I mean, it. I mean, yeah. Sean fuck. Murphy, <laughs> yeah. May 2022, we figured it out. I, mean, I just told you the story. What the fuck? I mean, God, give me the whole thing. So what you're looking at is this would be this would be clear. And listen, I'm, we're, this it's dealer's choice. This is a softer, sweeter, smoother whiskey. You drink it however the fuck you want. When we get to the bourbon in a second, I want to I want to give you a little bit of a, a taste 
of how you should consume our product. So this right here, like you can smell the, the more woodsy again. Like it's 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 definitely more of a woodsy. And look, I'm look, folks. I'm I'm the guy who I had COVID, lost my entire sense of smell. So I'm just glad I can smell anything. But <laughs> but I mean, no, well, like, like you can we smell said earlier. The palates, everybody's palates different. Everybody's tongue is different. You know, coming from I worked in the wine industry a little bit, and the things that people would tell me that they taste when they put a wine on their tongue is batshit crazy considering what is really in the bottle that's right but everybody's different well you know what i mean so you i mean that, that's wild that that's what you smell because it's pretty on point now with this do you now we were talking about this earlier about drinking these things properly when you drink a neat I, and it's funny you mentioned wine like i watched some shows where you're supposed to put the wine in your mouth and then suck air through it and hold your pinky up and you know embezzle money as you're doing it or whatever it is you're supposed to do is there a, is that a thing with this? And we're going to get our official taster. I think he just came back. Did our official taster just come back? What's up, Mike? Our official taster, Mike, just came back. So Yeah, well, in fact, here, Mike, there you go. So, we're gonna get Mike, we're going to get you to come around in, in front of the camera. So, I mean, can you hook me with a... And, and for those of you that, that aren't watching, that aren't... Stand right there, Mike. For those of you that are, aren't watching this life, Mike does have a face for a uh, podcast. So. <laughs> so here's the thing. To answer your question, nothing's more annoying than someone telling you how to drink. But I, 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 there look, is. bottom line, <laughs> do what you want. If you don't give a shit about how you drink, if you're, if you're drinking whiskey because of how you want it to make you feel, do whatever the fuck you want. What I am telling you is that there is a way to enjoy the act of ingesting this. And the way you do it is by putting it at the right part of your mouth. If you're going to, if you're going to breathe in, which is what most people do, when you tip it back, if you're going to breathe in a little bit, then you're going to take acetone right to your esophagus. It's going to burn. So shut, stop, stop don't do complaining that. about it, yeah. right? If you want the burn, have the burn. If you don't want the burn, the way you drink it, really simple. You sniff it first, and then you hold that breath. So you've now scented it, and now just do with the tiniest little tip back, and you go. Just to the front of your mouth, you practically absorb it with your tongue, and what you're getting is a warmness that doesn't that's burn. Soft. Yeah, that's uh, real soft. Cream. Dude. That's so lean on smooth, in here, Mike. Dude. Lean in here to the mic, Mike. It's very smooth, and like you said, trying it that way, it makes a complete difference in how you taste it. And yeah, like I've never done that. It's the palate. Hey, hey, yo, and listen, don't 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 patronize me. Was that good? It was super smooth. Wade. Yes, it was. Like I wouldn't even use the word smooth. I would call it soft. So that's the word that Pat carries. In fact, it's so funny. When well, if Pat said it, I'm not fucking saying it. I'm not saying it. Pat ain't here today, so I ain't saying that shit. The, the thing that Pat, so Pat's ultimately the person who's responsible a lot for this taste. He's the one who, because he does have a more advanced palate and experience with it, he's the one that's signing off on these things. We give him samples over the, you know, as it's aging. And one of the things that he has said is he's looking for the word, really, that he uses is he wants every single whiskey that we put into a bottle to be gentle yeah no i that's, that's, that's good that's perfect yeah. description of that 100 percent, right awesome. and so check this out now because evan and i have been you know sucking this down at a million different tastings and, and farmers markets we can just at this point drop it but now we're going to throw this bourbon in here uh and in fact if you want you can dump out if you don't want to taste your whole thing but if you don't mind evan hand me that 1897 anniversary this is a bottled and bond uh, bourbon. Now, what does that bond mean? And, and Nate just popped up. What's up, brother man? Uh, make sure everybody who we got 
few people watching right now, make sure you're sharing this to all your Facebook yard sale sites, all those places where you buy stuff that you really don't need so that we can go ahead and uh, get the word out. And again, make sure you're going on to new Scotland. That's one T spirits.com. Check these guys out. You can find out where you can, where you can purchase. Is there any other merch? On there, like shirts, pins, anything. Not as of yet, but coming soon. Yeah, I mean, Evan's Evan's been talking about merch. The thing is, is that we've merch. Been, we we've been we've been all about whiskey, but you're right. I, you're right. I Snap mean, bracelets coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what you ought to do? Oh, do you remember? As I'll tell you how old I am here in a minute. Do you remember when the God? My parents owned a liquor store and a bar when I was a kid. That's why I know anything that I know about this stuff. And my dad used to sell these. Uh, breathalyzers and they were you could put it in your car they were fucking useless but people would buy them and it would look like this little breathalyzer and had these crystals in it that if you blew into it and the crystals changed colors it would tell you how drunk you were that's fucking awesome right branded with new scholarly spirits that's what i'm saying you guys will all go to jail because people be like oh you said i was sober and your shit had me all fucked up maybe we'll have like if hey, it was Sean, a certain amount i'm just pouring a little you can either drink that you can dump it out I just, and I'll tell you why. See, this is proof that that Jesse was a fucking O. He's trying to tell the gunny how to hell to fucking do with water and shit <laughs> like that. What kind of bullshit's this? That breathalyzer idea, I fucking love it. Now, after you blow a certain amount, though, it's just going to say, like, calling. Well, you get Albany, a car. Call, calling the Albany County Sheriff. <laughs> Look, completely sidebar, yeah. we had in, in Saratoga County, they had the best DUI prevention idea in the world. By far. Before we had Ubers and Lyft up here, they had a program in Saratoga County where it was two drivers. So you would pick up the phone or shoot a text to this company. And I don't remember the name of the company, so I can't give them a free plug. But you would reach out to them and say, hey, you know, I'm too drunk to drive. I need a driver. A driver and a chaser would come to where you are. They would drive your car back to your house. Awesome. Yep. And then the chaser would follow to make sure you didn't kidnap the person right, right. and they didn't do nothing to your car. And then they would get back in the other car and they would go back to Caroline Street or wherever it was in Saratoga and pick the and pick it up again. I don't know if they're still doing it or not with Uber. I would mu- what would you rather do? Bring my car back to my house or I mean it was a great idea and it was pre- Uber and all that, so it was completely legal because you were still in your right. car. That's right. 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 It's, no, that's brilliant. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I had never heard of that. Yeah, uh, Nate says he want he may need a few bottles watching the Ravens this year, look only to celebrate. Oh yeah. Oh man. Yep. Roger. Just, Hometown. I'm a big old homer. Right. I'm a 100. <laughs> percent Like if we had a professional badminton team out of Baltimore, <laughs> I'm so rocking that shit. I'm so rocking that. I'd be like, "Woo, birdies for everyone, bitches!" Well, wait. Here we can actually we can actually tie this into your brand allegiance because I've seen you got a lot of Heaven Hill. I do, and you clearly enjoy it. I do. So then here's here's what I'm going to say about this because I just poured us all a tiny little bit, tiny little That's bit it. of Heaven Hill. Because all I'm all you're doing is you're just taking a little set. That's what you just put in there. Yeah. Let me give Where the hell did you get this? I'm about to say like fucking. I've never drank that little Heaven Hill a day in my life. Well, maybe, the, maybe the last time you're going to drink this Heaven Hill, because I'm about to blow it out the water. I didn't even see you pour this. this so check, where, where did so you sneak that in out. from? This Heaven Hill, right? It's also a bonded bourbon. Yes, and right? it tastes like vanilla. Check this out. So we're going to have we're going to enjoy a Kentucky bourbon. All right, it's Heaven Hill. It's a standard. Vanilla. It's the standard. Let's enjoy it. Okay. Mm. 
smooth, right? It is good. And this is my first time having home at home. Is it really? Yeah, it's really my first it's time great. as well. Yeah, like, so I will tell you. Now watch this. The only thing that they've done, and you guys, you mentioned John, and I, I love John for this reason, and you guys don't fall under this category, is a lot of these big distillers, and a lot of people don't realize, they're, what is it? It's seven major seven, yeah. companies that control the liquor industry Everything. on the planet. Yep, yep. Not in the U.S., not no, in Canada, seven. on the planet. That's yep. right. And one of the things they've all gotten to do, and it's because of the bourbon industry that was dying, the bourbon industry started this, which was, hey, we found a barrel in the back that's been sitting there for an extra two years. This will be something special. So, oh, and by the way, we're going to allocate this. That, that's got water in it. And we're going to allocate this to locations. Yeah, so here's the thing. Everything. And you, do you, you don't know about? I have no idea. About so it. what they started doing was is they could make plenty of this, and there's plenty of barrels sitting in in a distillery somewhere, sitting in a uh, in a you know cave or wherever the hell they store their shit at. There's plenty of it, and but what they do is they limit what they put out, and then they allocate it to the stores so that uh, Buffalo Trace is doing this now, so that you and I when we go and go to buy whatever we like what's not there so son of a gun i better buy two bottles of it at a 20 30 percent markup than what it should be because the place was only allocated it i, I gotta jump in here unimpressed but they that's what they've done that's what they've done to this industry yeah, roger but let me let me it's just fucking it's games it's, it's games because games. they're doing my glasses that's a game roger that's a bullshit game right there my fucking glass is empty like bush league you just identified. <laughs> you just identified a tactic they had to artificially confront, contrive. Right. This is what we are. Every single bot. Every every single thing that we're drinking right now. This is all single barrel. This is all single barrel. Small batch, single barrel. Everything we come out. You, if you like this taste, then you better buy a couple bottles because the next time you drink our bonded or single malt or rye or wheat, it's going to come from a different barrel. Right. It's going to have a different sensibility. Not saying we're not going to put out something just as equally or better, but... This and they're not blended. But yeah, this is what's going to happen. We're going to put out something else, have a brand new label, and hopefully you like that one just as much or more. And Nate, they wouldn't be considered a monopoly because there's seven major companies that own it all. It would only be a monopoly if it was one company that had all of it. It's seven companies that run this industry. If you go look into it, Seagram's, I think, is the biggest one of all of them. I, I believe it's Seagram's. Seagram's. Uh, which you know your shit. Which, how many you know? Growing up, how many of us knew somebody's mom that drank seven and sevens yeah, or some shit? Seven, so, yeah, yeah, seven and seven, yeah. seven up in Seagrams. But Seagrams has been taking a bit of a brand hit, given that they were the ones who were financing the Nexium cult out of Albany. Oh, oh were they do? Were they part of that? Oh, yes, yeah, that was the, that That's was so my, great with, with the girl with the girl from that Superman. Guy had, that guy had really nice hair, though, man. I, I mean, and that really <laughs> makes a difference, you know. So before you sip this, before you sip this, I just want to mm. point out, we just took the Heaven Hill, right? That was a bonded bourbon. Now, now I can smell the vanilla in that. Watch this. You just had Heaven Hill. Now I want you to Maybe taste that's this green from New Scotland. Check this out. Do I need to sniff it and then hold it and then? You do the whole thing. It's tap, called drinking. Tap, tap my you, left. You drink it. That's right. Tap, that's how tap you my drink left, it. Tap my left temple. Got to spin too. Oh, that's a lot smoother say it all it is it's, preach mike it is that's that we just took if you ask so me gentle smooth i just assassinated heaven hell with that 
let's be real. By far, you don't get any kind of kickback or burn or any of that. Honestly, it's, it's fucking good, right? It is. It, it it's amazing. There, but what's I'll tell you what's different is is where like the heaven's hill. I get the vanilla at the end of it. Mike said caramel, and that's what I get. That's the it's it's almost a uh, I'm trying to think. I don't want to. Say, it's like a Werther's that was sitting in an old man's no, pocket. It's, 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 but it's, but got, that's what it is. It's like it's like a, a Werther's kind of a flavor. We were at the Hudson Farmers Market, and a and a and a, a, this this is oddly, it's weird. Women have been buying the stronger proof stuff yeah. left and yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, just going hard on and, it. And we had this we had this this uh, woman who came up, younger younger girl, and she was she drank it, and she used the best word on this. She said it tastes. Like afterwards, it's like sweet and chunky, and I was like, "Yes." I, I don't know if I would say chunk because that I I don't know about the word chunky because I don't want my drink to ever sound like that unless it's a uh, I went to Stewart's and I got a cream soda <laughs> like a like a float or something. Means. It's like it's a full mouth feel. In other words, it follows you on the way down. It's like it's you still. Feel you do it. understand that. That's a whole nother podcast, right? <laughs> that's, that's a whole different podcast. That's the podcast I'm doing right now. That, part two coming up. <laughs> Listen here, ladies. You can go ahead and get your drink. It's a full mouth. It's to be chunky in your mouth. Yeah, ladies, you'll like it. Make sure you get your new Scotland spirit. That's the spirit of New Scotland. Funnily enough, that's the woman from Lebanon that we're talking about. That's so great. Um, and Nate, now Nate, I'll answer this for you because we actually just recorded our first episode of uh, barbecue and booze. He wanted to know what your what food do you guys enjoy with your spirits? Well, it's obviously my three, two, one ribs, and 100%. then and then the potato salad. I have to. I wanted to ask you guys, and I got to ask this, and we'll put this recipe up. What did you guys think of GI Judy's uh, to cucumber and tomato salad? I, I loved it. I, I loved it. Yeah, I loved the base, the the uh, dressing. I saved it for last. Just because I fucking knew that if I had it first, I, coming from Greeks, like I, salads were like my shit. You know what I mean? So I yes. saved it for last so I could eat the other food. Um, I kind of wish I hadn't done that. That salad was delicious. Yeah, that my grandmother. That was great. Th that was the one that my grandmother, like you were guaranteed at any point to go in her house. That was in the refrigerator. Like it was just it, like. It's better when it sits too. Oh, like, dude. Two, three well, I made that last. Yeah, no, I made I that, that last night. And uh, folks, if you want to know, I'll tell you. It's tomatoes cucumber has to be Vidalia onions has to be a sweet onion uh and then you just sugar apple cider vinegar and uh mayo that's it that's it that's bro it's so simple and See, when I, if I had made that i would have not done the mayo and not done the sugar and that would have been on me man i never would have thought to add that stuff the, yeah. the sugar to sauces yeah and everything, that's an italian thing so um, you have to take the edge off yeah you got you need it for the apple cider vinegar because because oh, okay. the apple cider vinegar has that bite to yeah, it, yeah, 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 and that sense. and the mayo can be, I don't know, like like too creamy sometimes. Okay. That little bit of sugar, and it's not a lot. I just like I've never. It's a good idea. I just never would have thought to do it. Yeah, that was that was grandma. It's just like my other grandmother who I we were talking about. My other grandmother was Italian. If you went to her house, there was always olives. And she would make Italian olives, take Spanish olives, and she would roll them and crack the skin. Wow. And then she would put um, olive oil and roast and red pepper mm. and a couple other things and leave them in there and then throw them in the fridge. And you'd always come over and I've been eating that shit. I'm going to tell you right now, you want to know what my favorite bar snack is? 
by far favorite bar snacks, sitting, drinking, half in the bag, favorite. And I started doing this in Yuma, Arizona. Give me a cup of fucking olives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Like like seasoned, olives. seasoned olives. No, just the regular bar yeah. olives. Regular fucking bar olives. What, like the green ones? The green ones yeah. with the red eyeball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the red eyeball. Yeah, I don't know what the hell they're called. You get along with my pops. My pops, like, that, that's what it is. It's like feta, that. Oh. And then, like, he'll put, like, chopped, like, watermelon up as well. Watermelon, feta, bread, and olives. And then he'll drink some like ouzo or a scotch. I got to tell you my ouzo story because you're Greek. You'll appreciate this. So so I was in Corfu, which is one of the Greek islands, which is an amazing resort island. This is one of the best things that Jesse and I will, Jesse will admit to it too. The service will send you to some amazing places that everyone else pays stupid money to vacation in. Like I went to Ibiza, Spain on, on the Marine Corps dime. I went to Corfu, Greece on their dime. Uh, Sardinia, Bari, Italy. I went, I similar experience. I went to the backwoods of Louisiana, Iraq, and Afghanistan. <laughs> but see, you know so what? I would, I would eat experience. like, okay, I mean, there's the Marine Corps, and then there's, well, North Carolina was straight. I guess I, you know, I was, yeah, well, that was a well, look, North, North, North Carolina's pol- political system wants you to think they're straight too. That's a whole nother animal in and of itself. But, but so we're at this restaurant in, in Corfu. I don't know shit about Uzo other than an uncle who was like, oh, you used to be able to hang a string in Uzo and opium would show up on it. Got a story about that, but go on. And, and I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm like 20, 21 years old. I'm like, you get some fucking, get hammered on some Uzo. Mm-hmm. Well, then I tasted it and it tastes like black licorice and I'd rather gouge my eyes out. Than, I love black licorice though. I, my, see, my dad was that way. I, I hate black shit. licorice. If any one of these tastes like black licorice, I'd chase you out of my house. Nah, no, I, I'm I, with you, I can't. I'm, I'm with you. You I, love that. Oh, yeah, I do. That's a great. Oh God, I can't. So we're sitting there, and the first couple of times we go there, they just set this stuff down, and it's just cloudy liquid. Don't think nothing of it. It's cloudy because they had a little bit of water to it. Well, that was it. So next thing we know, they we had a different bartender, and the guy puts two glasses down, and the guys I'm with are like, "No, we ordered ouzo," and the guy's like, "That is ouzo," right. and they're like. No, it's cloudy, and the guy pours the water into it, and it goes straight cloudy. I'm like, I ain't drinking that shit. Wow. Like, I'm not drinking anything that you add water to, and now it looks like <laughs> it's crazy. It looks dirty. I have no idea. What, what, what I actually, that I actually, do, here's the crazy thing. In fact, Evan, I that's a pour something. The reason why 82, 82 has a lot of symbolism. And you don't have the 82. And we, 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 I want to talk about that for a minute because I, I really wish you had some 82 with you. You're talking about the 68 whiskey? Yeah. So this is all 82 proof. Let oh, 82 proof, 68 second. whiskey, whatever the hell the this shit is. The 68 whiskey is 82 proof. And let me t- and the reason why I bring it up because it's actually, I, 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 chemically, I, I can't describe this as best as I should be able to. But we originally we're going to release a 40% and 80 proof alcohol. And what we found is that when we were proofing it down, it got cloudy at 80 proof. And so we were like, well, what are we going to do? And the interesting thing is 82 ended up being so symbolic because 82 is the year most of us in the company were born. I was at, I served at the 82nd with my boy, Chris, who's now one of the, the, the investors of the company Shout out to Chris Monty. Uh, yeah, paratroopers for life. And uh, you know, the, the cool thing about the cool thing about 82 is that it it meant something to us. But the reality is that we came to 82 out of necessity because clear, 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 clear. As soon as we 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 dropped the below 81 proof, 
it started getting cloudy. Huh. But it's something about the way that when you add water, some of the and God, if somebody if someone out there understands the process, please come on and let Murph know what up because I, it, it does I somehow things come un un. I, I believe I believe that the, I believe that you told me that I believe that, but I don't think every ouzo is at that low of a proof that where they're adding water and turns cloudy. I mean, some of these are higher proofs, and once you add the water, it looks like almost like a watered down milk. Yeah, really? it's oh, that it's, cloudy. Yeah. It's like white. Every ouzo will do that when you add the water. It's something I, about I it. No, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Is it possible that it's magic? Yeah, uh, we are Greek. Yes. <laughs> Look, yeah, well, that and the fact that they kept COVID away longer than anybody else on the planet. They were like, well, that was because they were all broke at the time. So can we, can we, I want the rye. Yo, bet that's, I want the rye because I, so, so, you know, we'll, we'll go to the, we'll, we'll go back to, you know, service time. I can't tell you how many times I've ran the cadence and somebody was talking about uh, drinking rye yep. and never knew what it was. Even during my time, I never had rye before. Yep. Here we um, go. Here we go. It this, just, this just goes to show the extent to which the corn lobby and the South have completely bastardized the discussion around whiskey. Because in fact, you're a New Yorker now and your birthright no, no, as a New Yorker. No, 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 no. I'm from Baltimore. We don't, we'll never guy, call me a fucking guy. New Yorker. Okay. So your wife as a New Yorker. My wife is her I love crab cakes. That's a whole nother story. Her her birthright is rye whiskey. And well, I just learned about this. This whole empire rye. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And this is you're about to taste an empire rye. Yeah. What so this is considered rye, as an empire rye. That's exactly right. It went into the barrel at 100 hemp proof. We aged it for at least three years. In fact, this is a five-year aged rye, and it's a 75% grain bill with rye, right? So 75% of the grain bill is rye. Then the rest now, what does that mean, grain bill? In terms of the, the particulate matter that goes into the mash, 75% yeah. of the grain is rye. Yeah. When you think about how you take grain and you, you use it to create the, uh, the mash, it then gets uh, distilled. Of that, the, it, it is composed of 75% rye. And in this one, I think it was 20% corn. The rest is barley. Yep. So water. it's water. Yeah, I know. It's, it's water in a thing. It's in a foreign object. So just oh, that's good that. for you. That's, yeah. So foreign objects put hair on your chest. So here's the thing about this rye. It's an empire rye. For for us, this is the most special. This rye comes from Lime Kiln Farm, and what's cool about this is that it is as New York as it comes because you're going to taste a slightly spicier. Some people even you said me. pumpernickel. If you like a Jewish rye, like. This right here. Kavoy, I love the rye bread. It's beautiful. <laughs> we'll go ahead and we'll get the, we'll get a velour suit on. We'll go down. Look at you. That's a beautiful. Look at you, son. That's beautiful right there. <laughs> so this is. That's this a right that's here. a Yiddish rye that's right exactly there. Right. So this rye. Okay, this is to this is my favorite. I mean, you, it's your, you're like you like the bourbon. So it, the bourbon, but the rye is the rye is coming up, but. It's, it's, it's a different approach. It's a different approach to whiskey. It's a very different sense. So, uh, here's what I always think about when I when I smell rye. Rye to me smell like summer baseball and a leather glove. They smell like a brand. They smell like a new leather glove. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like, yes. like the, rye to me when the first time I had one was again. It was from John uh, over at Albany Distillery. And that was the first one I ever had. I never had a rye before, and he handed it to me. And I went. 
and now to smell this one this even smells more leathery yep and this is this is what i like about the rye is it's that leathery smell where you're like yeah this is like, old school whiskey man. yeah and, and, and it feels like you back. should be able to sit like it it feels like like you should be able to sit outside with some buddies around the fire kids chasing lightning bugs you know everybody having a great conversation and you can enjoy this it's not it's not a shooter whiskey it's not one of those kind of things that's right I, I, first of all you're you're preaching you're, 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 this is this is wisdom that's spitting out your mouth Evan, what did you just call it you said it was what it was an old it's an old, it's an old fashioned whiskey this i mean this yeah, is how this is how whiskey in the colonies started and I'm telling you, I love this taste so much. This is perfect, right? Like I'm right. Thank you. Dude. It's now honestly, the, the, the taste like gets better and better. It's, it's, it's smooth. Move, move into the mic, Mike. Move into the mic, Mike. Mike, move into the mic, Mike. You never get to when you smell it, you're expecting something different, and the way that it touches the tongue, it it's, just spreads out and kind of. I'm gonna tell you right now, Mike. Like the way I see it, I see our company first and foremost as a rye whiskey company. And you know how some people talk about, you know, oh, it's a high rye bourbon, right? 51% bourbon and they got a whole slew of it. 40% might be rye. We're going to be putting out high rye rye. Our next so. empire yeah. rye is going to be 100% rye. So is that, a, that's not 100%? 75% rye. So it qualifies as an empire rye. Okay. So the empire rye has got to have a 75% minimum grain bill of rye. Mm -hmm. We're going to go to 100% in the next release of what's going to be called Heldeberg Empire Rye. Yep. Like what makes that so amazing is the fact that, put another one in my glass. Yeah, that, there's my man, of course. Stop being, stop being silly. Turn you into New Yorker before you realize No, I, I'm always going to stand up when I pee. But, I mean, the reality of it is, is that to me is when people talk about a sipping drink and uh, that's what i want it to taste like i don't want to i don't want it to be something that when i taste it it burns the whole way down like a brandy to me you know people are like oh brandy keep you warm no i don't want to be like that i want to enjoy the flavor of it i want to enjoy the taste of it uh, i'm going to tell you folks again new scotland spirits scotland with one t don't mess up like i did and spell it with two t's plenty of times but it's scotland with one one t new new scotland spirits.com make sure you're checking these guys out if you're up in the upstate area yes, around the do. albany you go go out to you know the, the fine spirits yeah well we're at we're at a bunch of the farmers markets locally well, um, you're doing that every saturday and sunday now yeah saturday, and sunday wednesdays yep. um you're about to be doing them on thursdays at the western yep yep you'll see me and jesse or some of our other like very close-knit friends man uh, we're at the gilderland one we're at the washington park one delmar plaza we're at delmar so we're, it's 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 actually an unsustainable pace right now well, no, i was going to ask you about that more. we're spreading ourselves even more thin than we are <laughs> now, we'll, we'll now how there. does that work though because you know, we always hear about, like, uh, I just met the gentleman, Dave, who owns DNL uh, Bar in Schenectady. We're going to broadcast from there. Cool. And real nice guy. And we were talking about some different things. He's like, you know, he really protects his liquor license because he knows the value of it. Uh, yeah. And how does that work when going to a farmer's market to, to sell stuff like that? Okay. So the first thing is, and I'm not even being funny when I say this, I do not know how you start a craft spirits company or any alcohol company. If you do not have an attorney in your founding roster, there's so much 
I mean, without Jesse, I, I don't know how the hell we would have done anything. For there's, four there's years. Much, there's way too much going on in that. We aged this shit for five years. It took us four of those years to get right with the law. Yeah. The Tax and Trade Bureau, the New York State Liquor Authority, the obviously the United States Patent and Trademark Office. And we, all we, we the love things, you all, by the way. Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. They thank love you. you. I, I appreciate Don't all that you've them done. Don't down. <laughs> Do not come after them. In order, like we've, and, and honestly, I'll, I'll be honest, we still get things messed up because it's so confusing. But what I do know is we have our farm distiller license from the New York State Liquor Authority. We've got our sales ta tax certificate of authority from the Department of Taxation and Finance. We've got our uh, DSP from the, uh, the Distilled Spirit Plant license from the Tax and Trade Bureau federally. We've got our distributor license. My God. I mean, We've got you jump through a lot of hoops to be able to serve. It's leather. Yeah, that's the only way I can fucking describe that. Is, is, is. I love. I. I leather. Real, I love that you love this one. This no, that's like you know. It's funny, and I just. I, I, hope, I hope it's okay that I'm about to say this yep. because of what you just said about wanting us to be our own right company. This is. <laughs> oh, wait a second. Um, Maybe it's just one of my. No, not yet. You, you, you wait till after I say. Oh, okay. It, and Shit. Then you see his, uh, his reaction. What I'm going to say. The rye is what Jesse was worried about the most after we took it out of the barrel. Yeah. Well, now, what did you worry about with it? <sighs> if you want, Mike, pull that stool up behind you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll actually, you know what? No, Evan, this was, this was, this is, a, we, we, we actually, you and I have not hatched this out for a bit. Let, let's, so let me let's get it happened. on. So here's what happened. Because it's fucking delicious. Like, like I, I, I'm telling you, it like, got smooth, I feel like it got smoother after after everything. I, I, I will never forget that night. Let me tell you, first of all, just so you know, Evan, where I was coming from, okay. my number one favorite rye, and you got to try this, it's called the six-year-aged 100% rye piggyback by Whistlepig. You were telling me about that. Best rye in the market. It's delicious. Best rye in the market. It's delicious. And the only thing I wanted, because I was such a rye whiskey chauvinist, when we, when we started this, I was like, we need to come on the scene and have people be like, this is what a rye should taste like. I had that in my, in my head. Right. And when we popped the barrel and we pulled it out, I was contrasting it to my very favorite whiskey experience. What I will say is when I look at it as our own thing now, when I stop trying to compare myself to some other spirit, if you asked me, what is your number one favorite whiskey experience? Like, what are you gonna do if it's if it if it's if it's left up to taste alone? I'm gonna tell you straight up, and I hate to I hate to admit it, and I'm not getting paid for it. Piggyback by Whistle Pig is unbelievable. It's my favorite. Yeah, it's delicious. But when I put that aside and I said instead of comparing it to my number one experience, what do I think about our line? I can genuinely say, and I feel like I've already Laid the foundation to have some credibility because I already gave the props to Whistlepig. I definitely believe this is the best rye I've ever tasted. And the reason that I got down on it was because I wanted it to taste like something else. Right. You wanted it to be look, we we all wanted everything. You know, we were talking about food earlier. Took my dad to an Italian restaurant years ago when he was still around and I loved the food there. My dad sat down and ate it and went, This tastes like shit because it wasn't his mother's food. Right. That's the favorite that you have. But reality of it is, is I'm going to tell you right now. That's the best rye I've ever had. And, and 
that again, like I think a lot of people get scared of brown liquors. I think we grew up with your first brown liquor. I promise you, every one of us, it was Jack Daniels. It was Jim Beam, Canadian Club, Club, you know, you know, whatever you could steal from from mom and dad's liquor cabinet. And every time the first taste of it was like, oh, this is really good. I like this a lot. And your eyes twitching and shit. And you're like, you know, and, and it burned the whole way down. You know, you start getting into things like this this could take somebody who isn't a brown liquor drinker and have them enjoy this or, or even if they had one drink of it and went, wow, this is good. I would share that with somebody. That that's the other side to it. I I also want to point this out. And look, I'm not blowing any of them just so you all understand. I just really (laughs) enjoy this. shit. I also, everybody's hands are in here. I just want to say this too, because we do have this weird like nothing against clear spirits. At some point, we, we are talking about putting out a Bach image in. I just want to say something about our Heldeberg whiskey line. The, the fact is, if you're telling me that you are going to gravitate to a vodka over a whiskey, you're fucking lying. Okay? To the extent that you might want to mix something in it. All right, dealer's choice. If you need to put cranberry juice or a Coca-Cola in your alcohol, don't buy our shit. Yeah. Like, this is not supposed to be mixed with aspartame or whatever chemicals you're going to get in Pepsi. I think the reason why people get get concerned or get intimidated by brown whiskey or brown liquor is because they don't realize that the brown, that's its own distinct flavor. That is informed by the barrel that's supposed to be enjoyed neat. If you're someone who wants to mix this, go for it. But then, and this gets back to Evan's cocktails, you know, the time and energy he's put into making cocktails that leverage the precise uh, tastes of our whiskeys is an indication that, like, when you drink, you know, he's come up with this old new fashioned or a new Scotland. uh, What do we got here? So I just want you to know that my buddy Lincoln, who writes for Whiskey Magazine, Mm -hmm. who I tried to get to come on, sent me a picture and he goes, hey, man, I can't come on. I'm at Merchant Cigar Bar down in new york city fucking tough life he got and so you understand heaven's hill which makes eli craig yeah like sends him like shit i just sent him your stuff and i made sure i put down on there best rye i've ever had Uh, please (laughs) thanks bud you can say bye bye yeah yeah Uh, lincoln 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 let us know let us know what you think about we're uh, we're gonna have to figure out a way to get lincoln a bottle oh yeah yeah lincoln chinnery is an amazing dude and uh, or I'll even tell them going to have them ship you a bottle, ship yes, you a bottle and get your thoughts. All right. By the way, since we're, we're almost, we're almost at the end of this, this line, the Heldeberg whiskey line. I mean, can you toss me that single malt? Now that's a question now. And, and you started to talk about this a little bit, Evan. So this set that's coming out, that's been, been, you know, Sitting for the last five years, mm-hmm. even though it says four on the bottle, folks, it's five. Uh, it's just, you know, just Jesse can't bottle. do just fucking. Jesse that. can't do math. It's a whole <laughs> army thing. It's, so it's like it's like when we were in the Marine Corps, and we were like, "Hey, we need such and such from the army," and they were like, "We'll send you three. and one shows up, and it's like, "Fuck, bro, you said three. Like, yes, <laughs> yes, that's right. Yes, yes, that is right. Yes, the others are coming. No, they just got to go through boot camp right now." Like, that's my favorite story. Like, so I was out in 
the med in 90 the fuck year was it 96 and then 97 we left like around thanksgiving okay we get out there and that's when albania's going on bosnia's going that's on right. um we're dealing with the republic of congo is happening and there was like two i'll never forget it because the number two was in every bit of this okay so uh and anybody who was in the army at the time this is what the fuck happened uh so we're in we're in the i'm in the marine corps we're on an lsd ship which is a amphibious ship it's got these lcacs mm -hmm. lcacs are basically like remember gi joe had the hovercraft mm -hmm. that's what that is and they'll hold like humvees and five tons and artillery and you can just like land right on the beach cool so we're out there and they're like hey there's these 200 college kids that are stranded in the republic of congo we need to rescue them so they're like yeah the marine corps is probably gonna have to go do it and we're like why they're like they're like because the army said it's going to take them 2000 people 2 months to get ready and it was like everything was 2 2 and it was like 2 million dollars we have to build a bridge right the marine corps was like they were like the marine corps was like yeah we need like 200 marines 200,000 dollars and give us a couple of days to get down there and the marine corps like they were in, in like the shit that comes out of the marine corps like more bullshit stories they were like yeah we're gonna run lcacs up the congo river <laughs> i'm like Sweet. i'm not a genius and i don't know geography but i know there's falls on that bitch how are we getting up the falls and they're like oh, that's... We're, gonna, we're gonna go from the other direction <laughs> oh yeah but they, somebody else like secret squirrel fucking ricky recon bullshit ended up saving all these like yeah who did it okay, now no, i was like i think it was like all these like because if you ever watch the uh I think it's from the movie Last King of Scotland is what that's all about mm. is is when that happened. Um yeah, it was like a whole thing. Oh no shit. Yeah, that's the I'm almost sure that's the movie that gets into that whole piece is The Last King of Scotland because that's uh the entire Republic of Congo because at that time uh cuz now it's Zaire. What used to be the Republic or maybe it was the other way or no, Zaire no, or Zaire is now the on, Republic of Congo. Yeah, it it was I it's it's not that movie because that is I'm thinking I'm real that was Idi Amin from Uganda. Okay, so that's that there, one. It, There's it, something about that yeah, movie. Yeah. There's some movie about it. Uh, anyway. Oh look, see he even said it. Thank you. I'll be looking for it. Yeah. To, Thanks, to, I, for, I'm not even kidding. Get the address. I mean, here's the thing. What when people are writing about, and I, I'm going to return to this theme one and only one more time. When people write about New Scotland spirits. They are writing about New Scotland fields. And so you already I love know, that. You already know I want people to be talking about us, man, because I'm so proud. And listen, Randy, Rebecca Miller, Patrick Carey, obviously, we wouldn't be anywhere without Patrick Carey. Pat, you ain't um, shit because you ain't here. John Berkowitz. John Berkowitz, Chris Monty, Brian McGregor, the dude who's responsible for the frescoes on our labels. Like Brian, Brian Pat, Kafka. Who's Pat, you ain't shit. You ain't here. Sales, dude. Like it's it is it is like a graduation class reunion. And, Do you know what's really good is that damn water afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Well, it helps, you know, because we don't want. I, I get that, but but the water. Oh yeah, has a flavor. Well, yeah, and we need to drink water. I mean, one day Jesse turned to me after one of our events and was like, "Evan, you need to be drinking water." And I was like, "I fucking do, man." But I didn't realize I really wasn't. Yeah, no. I thought about drinking water. <laughs> it, just just thinking about it doesn't really quench the thirst. You know, how I gave the water a thought. <laughs> it crossed my mind. So this what what Evan's pouring right now. This is our Heldeberg single malt, and the thing that's cool about this is it's our flagship. Okay. All right. One, 
a single malt, 100% barley, that's what a scotch whiskey is known for, right? None of this is a scotch, Scotland. Yeah, that's right. It's not a scotch because it wasn't distilled in Scotland, per the Code of Federal. And it wasn't fucking peat moss. That's fucking right. Burned in somebody's backyard or whatever the hell they do. But Murph, here's the best part about this. The way we get that scotch experience is we use a heavy char barrel, a char four barrel. What does that mean? The inside of the oak, we burn the shit out of it. Four times, baby. And so that. Okay, char- so the, so now I'm curious. This, and I'm going to pause you for a second. You said four times, Evan. Uh, char four, four times. Now, but does that mean like the wand goes around it four times? What does that mean? Or like you char it, it sits. You char it, it sits. It's different depending on the cooperage. Yep. You know the way they achieve quote unquote char four. Everyone's got different proprietary processes. The point is, is that what char four means is that it's more burnt than char three. And and that's that's what you need to know. Six foot tall, taller than five foot eleven. So we use a char four, and so instead of having the smokiness come from the way you heat the mash with the peat, you get that smokiness from the. Now this barrel. is a malt. This is a single malt, hundred percent barley, and this barley is from Indian Ladder Indian Farms. Ladder this farms. is the first thing we ever distilled. Yep. So yep. we love Indian Ladder Farms. My wife and I. Yeah. Uh, right. We right. love going there. Um, my wife likes their cauliflower pizza. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The kids, yeah. the kids like to go see the pet and zoo. Yeah, um, I've had some, <laughs> I've had some pretty. Just because that was your nickname in high school. No, man, Jesse, listen. Oh, look here Jesse. comes Jesse, aka Jesse. Pet and Zoo. Yeah, heavy petting zoo. Heavy pet and zoo. Uh, <laughs> look, it's Jesse. Ha ha ha. No, the thing about Jesse is he comes from a family of fucking fan, like incredibly loving animal lovers. I was at the Hudson, the Hudson Farmer's Market. I love animals too on my plate. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure you enjoy pets, right? So there's dogs walking around. <laughs> and this dog is like yapping. And I'm listening to my best friend in the fucking world just basically like cursing like a little fucking chihuahua out. And like, I'm like, Jesus Christ, Jess, the poor dog's just like hot or something. And he's just like, they don't have to fucking burn. Hey, you know what? Take it, take it somewhere else. Take it somewhere else. You know, I don't like, I don't need to be accosted. So I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, he doesn't like that one dog. And then we go to his sister's house and the dog runs up to him. It's all smiley with a fucking ball in his mouth. And I hear like something along the lines of like, yeah, like get the fuck away from me, Chester. <laughs> and I'm not, he's hitting me. I'm like, I don't know if this guy likes fucking animals anymore. And he was just, like, I was you know inundated like, quote, with them quote, growing up quote, everywhere. I don't, everywhere. I don't do pets. <laughs> really? I don't do pets. I don't do pets. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Just, Let just, me introduce, like you'd have to meet my cats then because I have the coolest cats in the world. So like my granddaughter who was upstairs that you met, she like laid on the couch and my cat Titan, if you couldn't figure it out, my one cat is Titan, the other one is Luna. <laughs> okay, named sweet. Moons, of course. Um, and they're black cats. My man Titan just rolled right over, fully on his back, paws to the side, and just let her lay right on top of him. Like cats don't. Here's the thing: cats, cats don't do that let shit. Me t- let me tell you why I, like, I at least would fuck with cats. Because a cat, like I've had, the, I've had the like the experience where a cat will look at me and be like, "Listen." I live here. Yeah. You live here. 
let's keep our distance. Right, right, right. They're not we, real pets. We do what we do our things. This is my area as much as it's your. Like when I was growing up, and I had you know, we had cats. It was like how much of this shit were you drinking when the cat was talking to you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I literally I once had a cat say to me, "Dude, you know when I was living in my." parents house as a kid they're like you're not paying rent here either i got as much a right as you do so get the fuck out of my way i was like all right cat, got you you know what and Work. again the cat was talking to yeah. me <laughs> he didn't tell you what he ingested probably. yeah i was like what kind of mushrooms were those he jumped, he jumped so this take you know what i taste with this yeah chocolate chocolate you, that's that's weird i don't taste that someone else said that i i taste i i taste like like a chocolatey off the malt like a I love this. I just do, our single malt chocolate, like like a, like I, a dark like a dark chocolate kind yeah, of a that's flavor. What said. She said but dark not, chocolate. Do yeah. you get that? Though? Honestly, it's, you get I, I, get, I get I get chocolate, but the cere- with the thing with dark dark chocolate is it comes with like a bitter the, the more cocoa or what is it oh, the percentage of the yeah, like that, the higher it goes up, the more bitterness. I don't get the bitterness in that. So I wouldn't say I wouldn't say a bitter. I just, I just get a chocolatey flavor. Yeah. I yeah. just don't taste the chocolate. People, I, I, people say it. I just for some reason I don't, I don't, I don't get it. It's fucking. Now you got me all fucked up, really sniffing and holding my breath. Yo, that's how you drink it. That's how you drink it. And I'll tell you something. After you do it, here's if you want to go to another level and and watch this. So you've already done that. I wasn't right. going to bring it here, but you challenged me. So now, what you want to do is put this just on your lips. Watch this. You go, and when you pull it just away, just the tip in, just the tip, just the tip. And now what happens is you prep your mouth to essentially it's like it's ready, warm it up, and now look how easy that slides in. That's what she said. Now you know what. Oh my goodness! Talking about that that documentary, neat. We were talking about the the one girl that she goes and like that's weird. Like Kentucky has like these backwoods hidden places to buy like really expensive bourbons, Mm -hmm. and. In that documentary, she talks about like your first drink of bourbon tastes like gasoline. And then afterwards, you start to get the flavors from it. And at first, I didn't understand what she meant. And, and I understand it more now. But you don't get that with these. It's, no, it's, it's from pretty, it's pretty it's pretty smooth from from, 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 from Jump Street. Yeah, yeah. And I appreciate you saying that because I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a, a story. When Jesse first brought me in, um. I was nervous for one reason because of how close I am with him. And I, not that I would have sugarcoated anything, but I did want to be involved in this. And I was not expecting every product to be this fucking good. I, and I'm not just saying that, like, I was like, am I going to have to fucking not sell ruin, it, not ruin my phone? Yeah. And like ruin my relationship with my buddy and be like, yo man, like this fucking sucks, you know, but I'll go ahead with it. Uh, this stuff is fucking good. And every bottle has been better than the last. And if we can continue this, this is going to be something special. It already is. It already is. But. To, to that end, look, we've we've given a lot of love to the farmers, but this is a good point for us to, at the very least, give a shout out to the distillers who have made this happen. Yes. That was going to be my next bat. question. <clears throat> Tyler LaCarada. Yes. Genius. Yes. Uh, obviously, Steve Osborne, Kim Wagner, we wouldn't be anywhere without you. John Curtin, Rick Sicari, mm-hmm. number one, most important because he's just so taken us under his wing. Ken Gibbons. Yes. Uh, you know, these are people and who. His father Don. Thank you, Don. And his father Don. How you, number one. Don was the one who taught me about, I mean, pretty much every, almost every talking point that I've had that Jesse hasn't fed me. Uh, 
he's who, when I was filtering this process, you know, when, when after it's proofed down and I'm sitting there, I was running the filter. He told me if I continued to do so, basically I would have had the clear. Remember how we talked to everything goes in clear. Mm -hmm. Well, we can make it clear again. I found out if I continued on the filtering process. Oh, really? It'll oh, come back out the other oh, way. Yeah. If I kept on filtering it, I would have that clear whiskey again. And it was Ken's father, Don, over at 36 Locks and his connected distillery who taught me that. Good man. Yeah. He's Good man. He's a lot of knowledge. Yeah. Well, well, you know what? You, you guys are bringing up a great point, and we're going to get ready to close the bar up here soon. But you're bringing up a great point of, you know, New York, you know, Lord Commander Cuomo had had come up with this entire farm license, farm distilling. What has it been now? Five, six years ago now, maybe even a little, eight, little bit eight, longer. Eight, nine years. Right. Has uh, it been nine years? Eight years. You know, what was the number you said? Eight years, eight years. You know, and, and I mean, it, it was it was nothing. It was, it was like fifty bucks in your sister's phone number, and, and Cuomo would give you a, a, a distilling license. I mean, that's why he's not in office anymore either. But it's a whole nother story. But you know, you got this license so easily, as long as seventy five percent of your product came from New York State. Mm -hmm. We've got some pretty impressive liquors that are coming from a state that wasn't known nationally currently for its liquor. Currently, that's right. But historically, right. it's coming back. We are a lick. Like I explain to people all the time, the, the best barley in the world used to come from Canton. That really? Oh yeah. So, yep. so Canton, the Canton area used to create the best barley for, or uh, not barley, excuse me, correct myself, hops. The okay. best hops okay. in, in the world came from there. Just prior to Prohibition, there was a blight that affected the crops. So they had a bad crop year. Then you have Prohibition. They stopped producing as much, and it went away. Flipped the script. Now they're back to doing it, and you're getting these amazing hops from coming out of that valley out towards the Canton area. You go driving around there. You'll see those big, long, stringed up, like, well, I don't know how long, tall they are, 12 feet tall or whatever it is. You find all these hop farms out there or people just doing it in their backyard mm. because they know people are going to buy it. You, right, you know, right. but and you, because you, Monsanto hasn't gotten their hands on it yet. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, were, you were right, though, that, like, it isn't just hops. It was also barley. It was also rye. New York was... From the perspective of alcohol, it real was quick, do you guys want anything from Stewart's? My wife, my wife says Stewart's. You want anything, Mike? You want anything from Stewart's? Anything? No, 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 okay, that's so fucking New York. Thank you, April. Yeah, thank you, April. Uh, yeah. So I mean, this is this is Mike. She's listening. This yeah, is a, uh, <laughs> she actually probably is. <laughs> thank you. This is this is our effort to return New York to its rightful place of recognition in the spirits world, Absolutely. and. Uh, Hudson Whiskey with Tuttletown Spirits, they started this. I really, you know, we pick out and pay homage to the people on whose shoulders we're standing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I just would say that, as arrogant as it sounds, it happens to be true, we're the exclamation point on this history. Yeah, I I actually I stand behind that. Helderberg, Helderberg Whiskey by New Scotland Spirits. I mean, it's impressive. Again, folks, make sure you take the time. You go out, you look up uh, New Scotland Spirits. One T in Scotland, as yeah, I've said. Go to, go, sorry, go to that site and join us. Is it the newsletter? That yeah. they do? Join into the newsletter. Let us know where you're at, and we will be spreading out that to wherever you are. Roger. Just look for us. 
as as Jesse said earlier, he's now put it in his mouth. He likes the taste. And then Evan said he's going to spread out. So one way or another. We make promises. We keep <laughs> Now we know why he left the Army. <laughs> hey, don't ask. His OnlyFans account just couldn't hang with it. And ladies, you know, you can do it. Come and look at his little red face right now. <laughs> right now. You guys can't see it. It's so cute. As a dad, I'm just looking over like, oh, I'm like a proud papa. He's all red and a little veiny and everything. Oh, it's so cute. All right, folks. So, again, newscotlandspirits.com. Evan's all red. We're all fully fed. My wife's picking up some firewood for us. I think we're going to have a couple extra drinks around the fire tonight. Get, get ourselves situated. Uh, as we do always on the show, gents, and, and Mike, you you get the first one. Mike, you're going to get the first one here. Guests always get the last word. Mike's been hanging out. He's been our, our professional taste tester. Yeah, he hooked us up tonight. Mike. My first taste of candied bacon. He's going to have to hook me up with that recipe. So and good. then he made uh, jalapenos that he took the seeds out of, like every one of them but one and left the seed. <laughs> it was like fucking Russian roulette of jalapenos. Saving it, saving it for you. It was like don't Russian roulette. Us, don't pick this one. Right. Like, <laughs> like I had my back yeah, turned yeah. and he was like, don't taste this one. I got that one. I'm over there like trying to – if you've ever had jalapeno burn while trying to drink a whiskey sour, <laughs> the shit don't work. <laughs> the shit don't work. Like I'm like – I'm trying to do this whole show and I'm going like, this is great. <laughs> oh, fuck. I can't drink this. Like I wanted to get up and go get a soda at any moment. I'm like, mm -mm, yeah. eat some corn, yeah. potato salad, something. So, so what's the last word from you there, Mike? Oh, I just uh, appreciate the opportunity. Uh, you can 100% tell that these guys are passionate and love what they do. And it shows thousand percent in their product. Thank you, man. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, two, you two pick, and then whoever gets the last word. Do we only get one last word between the two of us? No, you, each of you get your own. All right, I'm going to do mine first because this is just probably how it's going to work. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, thank you, man, for having us here. Um, you know, I wasn't here last time, but I was here at the time here today, I think. I'll have to go back and listen to it again. Just listen. But, yeah. uh, but thank you, man. Thank you so much. And, again, check us out. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to hand this over to Jesse. Yeah, and what I will say is, um, you know, Murph, you may not want to be a New Yorker, but I'm, I'm happy to say that you're <laughs> you're an honorary new Scott for all of the support that you've given us. And the person that I, you know, people I really want to thank right now is is obviously uh, Pat, who couldn't be here today, but then also Evan, who's, uh, who's just been really clutch in making sure that we had something to talk about today on the show. Uh, same with Kafka, same with the Millers, same with John and Chris and Brian, the whole crew, everyone who supported this, you know, it, it really, every single sip that we've had has been touched by a lot of people who gave a shit about this product, gave a shit about us, gave a shit about our hometown. And uh, it's why I came back and why I knew I was going to come back after the Army. Alrighty, folks, be sure to push your stool in. <clears throat> this has been an Earplug Podcast presentation. Found on EarplugPodcast.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, and wherever your favorite podcasts are found.